Morning, everybody. Uh, the reading this morning is taken from Mark chapter 8, uh, verse 27, and I'll be reading through to Mark chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anybody about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. This is the word of the Lord. All right, good morning. <laughs> thank you to Territory Dan and thank you to our band. Uh, nice to be with you. New Year's Eve, Happy New Year. Very exciting. Uh, looking forward to uh, uh, a bit of celebration tonight, I hope. Um, a special day where we remember uh, nothing really, don't we? We kind of just remember the, the quirk of the calendar. But um, uh, New Year's is kind of a funny day, isn't it? Uh, now... I do think New Year's is a bit of a funny time, but I think it actually can be a good time to, uh, to pause, uh, perhaps, perhaps to look back on the year that's been, uh, perhaps to look forward to the year ahead. Um, as I kind of think back to 2023 and the year that uh, we're coming to the end of today, I, I've got lots to thank, thank God for. Um, I started a new job this year working on Unicampus a couple of days a week. Um, that provided some challenges, but was uh, lots of fun. Uh, we had lots of fun. Uh, in our family as well, of course, a new baby, uh, but also some great kind of holidays and some um, different fun experiences. I want to kind of, can we have this photo up? Um, there we go. Yeah, me and Lucy climbed Mount Kosciuszko this year. That was a bit of a cool achievement. Has me and Lucy at the top of Australia's biggest, biggest mountain. Uh, I wonder if you've got some happy memories uh, like that from this year. We can, we can put that down. Um, and of course, uh, at the end of uh, a year, there are harder things that you might have been through as well. Um, perhaps you've had a really tough year. Um, we had uh, poor Annika um, feeling really unwell for uh, months this year with pregnancy sickness. Uh, that was probably the hardest thing from our year. 
Um, that's why it was just me and Lucy up the top of Mount Kosciuszko. Normally, Annika would uh, beat me at something like that easily, but um, she hasn't been having a great year, uh, but ended up with a, with a special new baby a few weeks ago. Uh, and no doubt for most of us, uh, good and bad things from the year that's been uh, aren't there. Um, and then as we come to the end of a year, we, of course, uh, look forward. 2024, maybe a fresh start. Uh, we might have some great things in the diary that we're looking forward to for this coming year. Uh, it might be a chance to make some uh, New Year's resolutions. Anyone got any New Year's res- resolutions? Uh, might be a chance to try and reset, uh, perhaps make some changes in life, perhaps uh, rethink what's most important. Uh, and the passage we're looking at today really is a great passage as we think along those lines. Um, Steve read it out for us. It's a great passage. It helps us look back. It helps us look forward. Um, that's actually how what we had read out. It's how it functions in the book of Mark. It's kind of a transition between the first half of Mark and the second half of Mark. Um, I think Simon already said we looked at the first half of Mark um, earlier this year as we um, uh, at the start of this year, and then we're going to now move to the second half of uh, Mark, and we're going to keep doing that all the way until Easter next year, um, only, a, only a, uh, about three months away. Uh, and this passage is a great one as we think about how we want to approach a new year, a great one as uh, we reassess what's most important, perhaps, a great passage uh, for asking us who we want to be and how we want to live in 2024 and beyond. What do you want to prioritise? What do you want to, uh, how do you want to live as we enter a new year? Um, I think basically the passage gives us three things to consider as we ask that question, how do I want to live as we begin a new year? I'll get these on the screen as well, thanks Caleb. Um, Here's our three things. Um, I think the passage um, gives us these three kind of things to think about as we enter a new year. I think it gives us a question uh, that we must ask. I think the passage tells us a mistake that we must avoid. And I think the passage tells us about the life we might, must live. So they're, they're the three things, uh, the question we must ask, the mistake we must avoid, and the life we must live. Um, I hope these are helpful things to think about as we start a new year. Uh, we're just going to talk about each one of these for a few minutes. We won't go for too long today. Uh, we're just having a short time together. So, um, but the first one, the question we must ask, um, Territory Dan has given us a good kind of intro to this already. He's, he's, he's told us about the question we must ask. Um, who is Jesus? Who is this guy? And this is actually the question that the whole first half of the book of Mark has been asking. Um, Again and again, people are asking, who is this Jesus? Who is this man that can heal the sick? Who is this man who can calm the storm? Who is this man that can have a perfect response for every objection that comes his way? And I think this is actually a question for all of us. Uh, And a good one to ask as we go into another year, who is Jesus? And not just kind of who people say he is, what does the Bible say, what does my spouse think, what does my family think, what does my church think. Um, Notice the way that Jesus asked the question in that uh, passage that Mark had read out for us. He made it general first. Who do people say I am? What is the word on the street? Um, What does everyone say? Uh, And then he brings it home. What about you? Who do you say I am? As we go into 2024, what do you think? What do you think of Jesus? You might not really be sure, that's okay. Maybe 2024 is the year to find out. You might know the answer straight away. Of course I know who Jesus is. He's the the mighty king. But I think this passage is still a chance for us to all pause at at the end of a year, at the beginning of another year, as we're halfway through the book of Mark, and think, hang on, 
Okay, well, who is Jesus? He's Lord, he's Messiah. Do I still believe that? Do I trust in that? Perhaps as I go into a new year, a chance for me to recommit to trusting Jesus as my Lord and King in the year ahead. Who is Jesus to you? Uh, The passage then takes us to uh, our second point, the mistake we must avoid. Um, Peter, you, you heard in the passage, Peter has given that great confession that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the King, a real climax to the whole first book of Mark. Peter says, you are the Messiah. Um, And then verse 31, can we have this on the screen as well? Thanks, Caleb. Um, Then from verse 31, you kind of, uh, it's surprising. This is what Simon's already shown us. You expect, you've just heard that Jesus is a King. You you would expect this is going to be something like, well, how is this King going to rule? What's he going to do? How is he going to begin his amazing reign? But instead... As we've already seen, he then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. We've seen that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus now says it's time for him to head to Jerusalem, to head towards his death, to head towards the cross. And, And here's the mistake that we must avoid in 2024. Peter thinks that this is ridiculous, which really is fair enough. You know, why would a king go to die? It doesn't make any sense. Peter's, Peter's perfectly right. But if we go to verse 32, it's there. Um, Jesus spoke plainly about this and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns talking about the mistake that we must avoid. The mistake Peter makes, according to Jesus here, is that Peter has in mind human concerns. You can see it there, human concerns. He's thinking about what's right in front of him. He's thinking about uh, Jesus going to take his throne in Jerusalem. He's thinking about human power, human desires, uh, perhaps riches, power, authority, all those things that he thinks perhaps are in store for him. And Jesus reminds him that actually there are more important things than what are right in front of us. I think this is a good thing for us to be aware of as we head into a new year, as we think about New Year's resolutions or about uh, what we want out of the year ahead. It's easy to think of just what Jesus has called the human concerns. I want to get the stuff. I want to have this experience. I want to make this achievement. I want to get this promotion. I want to tick off that bucket list holiday. I want to get stronger, healthier, Um, Whatever it might be, all sorts of things we could want for 2024. Good things. Good things. But we should be careful not to make the mistake of making all our concerns the human concerns. We should ask ourselves, uh, how do we have in mind what matters to God? How do we have in mind what matters to God in 2024? A question for us to think about. What does God want for me this year? What does God have in store for me? What does God want me to prioritise or grow in? And how can 2024 be a year serving his purposes, serving his kingdom that he's building and his mission? Of course, working hard at our jobs can be a great way of honouring and bringing glory to God in 2024. Enjoying God's world and giving glory to him as you do it is a great way of finding our joy in him in 2024. Enjoying his good gifts. Being a faithful, present, committed, humble, godly parent or spouse or son or daughter or friend or aunt or uncle or sister or brother 
Um, those relationships have been given to us by God and their responsibilities that we should faithfully honour Him in. Doing those things well and to His glory brings Him uh, to His glory brings Him great, great glory. And all of these things, these are areas where we can ask, how do I serve God's kingdom here? How do I bring glory to God and look to His kingdom priorities, perhaps at my workplace? How do I cherish the relationships I have and grow people in Jesus through them? How do I grow God's kingdom through loving and caring for my kids and my grandkids this year? How do I enjoy God and give Him glory in everything I do in 2024? Now, none of this means, by the way, trying to pack our calendars more and more full or um, working longer hours at the office or neglecting our health and never getting any rest. Jesus was someone who uh, rested and had healthy rhythms and focused on what was most important and said no to things and didn't live life at a rush. Instead, I think what Jesus models for us is the need for deep trust in God as we go about life in the day-to-day, prayerfully pursuing what matters most to Him in everything we do. And perhaps remembering that there are some things that don't matter that much to God. And so as we focus on what's most important, perhaps we can be a bit more relaxed about those things that matter less. How might you grow your trust and your prayerful dependence on God as you step into 2024? The question we must ask, who is Jesus? The mistake we must avoid putting too much energy into the things that don't matter too much to God. Our last point then, the life we must live. Uh, The passage that Steve read out for us finished with a pretty intimidating challenge uh, from Jesus. We've seen that Jesus is the Messiah. We've seen that the Messiah is now going to head towards Jerusalem where he'll be killed. This is the beginning of the whole rest of the book of Mark. We're going to be on this journey with Jesus to the cross. We're going to be on that journey for the next few months. But the challenge of what Jesus says, and it will be actually, this will be the challenge, that's the big focus of um, the whole rest of the book of Mark, is that Jesus doesn't just go off to Jerusalem to die on his own. He asks us to take up our cross and follow him as well. He says, whoever wants to be my, my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. As Jesus heads towards the cross in the second half of the book of Mark, this is an invitation for us to join him. The life we must live as we head into 2024 is a life where we are ready to follow Jesus. I can imagine the disciples at this point where they're having this conversation with uh, Jesus, they think they're onto this great thing that they've found this new king and that he's going to go to Jerusalem and be enthroned with power and they'll get to be important people and everyone will um, know them and they'll be rich and they'll be, they'll be powerful and they'll have authority. They're thinking this is going to be great. There's no way we can lose. Even the storms can't stop this guy. But now they hear that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to die. And now they hear that they might have to take up a cross themselves. How I picture it is a little bit like, um, you might know that scene from the Lord of the Rings where um, all the people are gathering around, all the uh, the fellowship are are all gathered around and um, they kind of think they're on this noble quest and then um, uh, that one guy goes, one does not simply walk into Mordor and you kind of start to realise that this is going to be a really really dangerous quest 
they realise that if they go through with this, this, that this could well cost them their lives. And yet they still decide to go. They, they pause, they hesitate, they think about it, and you know, one guy says, you have my sword and you have my bow and you have my axe, I think it is, isn't it? Um, I, this is kind of how I picture it with the disciples. They realise that they're going somewhere uh, where it's very dangerous and their lives could well be in jeopardy, but still they do decide to go. They decide to keep following this Jesus. And it wasn't just sort of a funny theoretical thing for them either. Um, it wasn't for the disciples who followed Jesus to Jerusalem. This was real danger for them. Uh, as well as that, actually, the book of Mark, it was written um, a, a few decades after Jesus, and it was probably written to Christians in Rome who were living under Emperor Nero, so it wasn't a theoretical thing for them either. These words that Jesus has said, they were written to Christians who were um, probably literally being strung up on crosses uh, for their faith. This was actually a really real prospect. And of course, that's probably not the case for us. Um, We're living in a different time, a couple of thousand years later, in a really nice part of the world where things are um, fairly safe, at least for us here in Adelaide, in Australia. It might not be an advantage to be a Christian in Australia, in Adelaide, but um, I don't think many of us are likely to face threats or violence or anything like that um, for the sake of following Jesus. Of course, you never know. But what what does this instruction mean for us? Well, one thing is it's good to remember uh, that the Christian life is not choosing the easy path. Sometimes you do hear Christians talk that way, as if being a Christian means God will give you a life of ease or just riches or prosperity, and that's what's ahead of you. I said this when we looked at this passage earlier in the year, and I'll say it again now. Um, Peter came to Jesus with this sort of thinking. He said, you know, you don't have to die, Jesus. Don't be ridiculous. You can have the easy life. And Jesus called that kind of thinking satanic. Get behind me, Satan, he said. A Christmas dragon himself trying to stop Jesus from going to the cross and taking him down. Some of us in 2024 will face hardship. Some of us will have things go really well. Most of us will probably have a bit of both. The instruction from Jesus is that if we are to follow him, we have to be ready to follow him with our whole lives, whatever comes our way. Some of us, we might not have come to church that much lately, might be here for the very first time. Um, Some of us might be very committed church attenders, might happily call ourselves Christians and be here a lot. As we think about who we want to be and the kind of life we want to live in the new year, some of us might be realising that, yeah, we like Jesus, we might be a fan of Jesus, but we should ask the question, have we actually given him our lives? Are we actually following Jesus? Are we following his way? Are we ready to take up our cross and live for him? whatever the cost. Some of us might be ready to follow him as long as we uh, do so under certain conditions or as long as our lives go a certain way. Some of us might have made the decision to follow him in the past, but we kind of feel like over the years we've sort of drifted a bit and we're not really doing it anymore. So I think this is a great question for us as we go into a new year. In 2024, will we go into this year ready to give Jesus everything? Are we ready to go into this new year to follow him as his disciples, to live his way, to live like him, to follow him whatever comes our way? That, I think, is the message that this passage leaves with us. Uh, 
I think it's a message for every day, but it is a great message as we come to the start of a new year. Uh, This is the same message that we'll keep hearing um, as we go into the second half of the book of Mark in the weeks ahead. Who is Jesus? Will I recommit to trusting him as my Lord? If he's my Lord, am I prepared to concern myself with what he wants uh, over and above what, what I want? And am I ready to follow him with my whole life and to keep following him whatever comes my way, whatever the cost? I think those are good questions to ask as we go into a new year. I found it helpful to think through those questions uh, during this week that's gone. Perhaps over the next 24 hours or so, as 2024 kicks over, uh, you can ask yourselves uh, those questions as well. And there are also questions we'll keep asking as we spend time journeying with Mark and journeying with Jesus towards the cross over the coming months. For now, I'm going to pray for us as we head on that journey, uh, and then we're going to sing again. So let me pray for us. Uh, Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for Jesus, the Messiah, the King, the one who went to his death for our sake, the one who went to slay the dragon of evil and Satan. Help us now as we come to the end of a year and enter a new one to look to him, to trust that he is Lord. Help us have his kingdom at the front of our minds, your concerns, not ours. And help us to give Jesus our lives, to follow him, not just as fans, but as disciples. Help us to follow him, whatever comes our way. And we thank you that he's with us as we do that. We pray in Jesus' name this morning. Amen.